For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Wizards and Mavs fans, this is a little change of pace for everybody. I've got Alex Tisopoulos with the Believe in Mavs podcast. Joining me, Alex, how's it going? Good, good. I just realized my name actually says Joe DeLeon, which is uh, a little confusing, but I'm doing well. I'm, you know, I'm in as good of spirits as I can be after a very, very peculiar loss at home uh, against the Wizards. I'm interested to see what the official two-minute report looks like in a couple of days here, um, because I think... I didn't really necessarily think that was a blocking foul on Luca at the end. A little ticky, whether it is or it isn't, it's a little ticky tack to call that at the end of a game. Um, Kuzma gets one at the line after Luca, under a minute, had missed a free throw. Classic. He does that too often. Um, and then, yeah, and then, you know, we just, we get the, what was definitely a kickball uh, mm-hmm. and it wasn't called as well. So I think I'm interested to see what those those calls turn into, but a great win for the Wizards, I would say. And obviously there is a lot of now shared player and personnel history between these two teams there's a lot to talk about here like i'm glad we're doing this because this is like the team that there's maybe other than the lakers for the wizards like this is the team with the most like overlap and relevance so perfect timing Um, unfortunately for us it's y'all and it's also the knicks and i'm you know i'd like that to change but uh here we are sounds about right uh, okay, so this is always like fascinating to me like how how fans of different teams take these things perspective wise so watching that i was like all right luca bumped him Usually the superstar is not on the wrong end of that call at the game. Did Kuzma step out of bounds also? Like, okay. But I saw that as like the, hey, nobody's going to overturn this because it was what we called on the floor and it's close enough that we're justified. The kickball one, I was like sitting there like, the line right definitely got a foot on this ball, right? Like, I, I don't I don't know how that didn't it, get It felt like an intentional, like savvy lunge of the foot, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Even, even... Yeah, I mean, like anything below the knee there, like it, it just seemed um, like nobody mentioned it on the broadcast, at least on the Wizards broadcast, which maybe I don't know why they would. I don't know if on the Mavs <laughs> broadcast they talked about it, but uh, who are y'all's guys? Your your Wizards guys? Chris Miller, who used to be the sideline reporter and is a very nice man, but is new to play by play overall. And then obviously Wizards legend Drew Gooden, who the first time right. he was traded right. here refused to play here. So. Uh, yep. There's a lot of like really great shared history with the pair so far. Uh, they're they're not great, but they're nice guys. So I think that counts for something. Uh, your your fandom <laughs> makes me laugh always. Just we're, we're dark, man. It's just yeah, yeah, we don't have it's like we don't have it's a generational like the, talent to look forward to. Right, the comedian comp would be Anthony Jeselnik, I think, yes. and you just have to kind of understand it, right? Yeah. You just you just got to get what you're doing. Yeah, it's um, it's definitely twisted and. Uh, 
during the game, like I, I feel like everyone was tweeting like, oh yeah, Kuzma definitely did not get fouled there. Or yeah, he definitely like stepped out. I feel like we almost like root against our own team in real time. So I, I think some of us definitely agreed with the Maps fan perspective there. What what do you think about that guy though? Kuzma has a 30 piece. He's played really, really well. I think from what I've watched of the Wizards, and obviously I, I watch every Mavs game. I try and watch, you know, the biggest game of the night when I can, um, which unfortunately hasn't necessarily been a ton of Wizards games this year. But no. in the in the games that I have watched, honestly, like I have a hard time saying that he he's not your best player. Um, between him, Beal, and, and KP, and that can change on any given night, but his versatility defensively, which you saw on display in this game when he was guarding Luca. Um and then just, I, I know the three-point shot wasn't falling, and he certainly attempted a few, um, but he hit those big ones in the fourth quarter. I mean, he's developed into a really fine player. It's, I, I wrestle with this, right? Like, you could make a case for any of the three, I think. Porzingis has probably been the most consistently solid of the three, right. but consistently the best. I think when Kuzma's been really good, like, he's the one that's had, like, a few supernova games where he just, like, wins you a game you probably shouldn't win. I don't think yeah. Beals played enough games that you could even consider that when you miss half the team's games, like how can you be the best player? So, but, but even in that like toss up between the three of them, the fact that one of them is getting paid yeah, so much tough. more than the rest of them. I mean, that, that super max is, that's daunting. I don't know what you do with that. I don't know what you do with him. I mean, I'm sure like you, He's great, right? Like he's given so much to this franchise. Like I, I know that there's, you know, a, an undying respect for him, but also like, this weird feeling I imagine of, of wizards fans that he's a bit of like a, a thorn in the foot too. Yeah. Like it's, I think it's pretty split, maybe tilting more away from him at this point, just given the contract and the injuries and stuff like that, but he's really good and we haven't had a lot of really good players. So it's kind of yeah. hard to give up on that, but also it's like, you can't really win if he's your best guy. And if you pay him $50 million, like, you're not getting anyone better than that unless you right. get magically lucky with the draft, which we're not good enough to ever do either. Yeah. You said you can't really win. I'm going to make it definitive. You, you can, cannot. You, you, you cannot. cannot win. <laughs> if, if we somehow like luck into Wembenyama and he's good from day one, that's like what it would take for this to be like a second round playoff team. Like that's like so, literally the, the path forward for us at this point. Right. That would be this upcoming draft. What about, uh, Mr. Taco Bell, last last draft. Where, where's he been? What's going on with him? I mean, like, are his are his rookie stats? I want to I want to pull up. I want to pull up Jaden Hardy's stats because I feel like Hardy's probably averaging better than him, right? Got oh, me. Hardy Hardy could probably win like G League MVP at this point. Um, and Johnny Davis has now regressed to not very good in the G League. So he's under ten points per game in the G League. He's about one point per game when he plays for the Wizards. It's bad. Um, like I, that's such I, a shame. Like I, I, I liked him in college. I at least like appreciated how much of a competitor he was. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it's just I guess it's not translating. But it's it's so young in his his NBA career. It's more so like it's comparing it to what you could have had, right? That's the yeah, and that, that's the thing. I, mean, I know you're a big Marjan Beauchamp guy. Well, that's like what our fan base is best at because like we're really good at uh, kind of missing the boat barely on people. Like, I don't know, former Wizards head coach Flip Saunders really wanted Clay Thompson and they're like, nah, we're good. We'll take you on Vesely. So like that's sort of like how we <laughs> approach everything. Uh, that's the Kawhi Leonard draft. You know, we traded out of the Steph Curry draft. Like 
this is just sort of how it works. So if like Jalen Williams or somebody pops as a superstar, that's like all you'll hear about from Wizards fans for forever. The fact that apparently like Tyrese Halliburton was next on their board until Denny fell to them. Like we'll never probably be able to move on from that as a fan base. It seems like. Yeah. Denny who had a, he had a good game he last did. night. He was good. Okay. So I would love your, like you to weigh in on what you thought of Denny last night. I thought like the playmaking aspect, what he can do, um, at least from a vision standpoint, when he gets to the high post area, um, to hit those, those guys on the wing, the shooters that are ready to go. And somehow, I guess Delon has turned into a guy that can hit a three now. Yeah. Yeah. On the mass, he certainly could not do that. Um, <laughs> his brother was always a good shooter. I always liked Darrell a lot. Yeah, um, no, I thought, I thought Denny, he rebounded really, really well. Um, in a game where you needed other guys to step up when you don't have KP out there. And, exactly. and clearly he was being missed because when Dwight Powell scores 20 plus points, <laughs> no, that's, that's rough. And that the other team is suffering. Um, I mean, Gafford got dunked on by Tim Hardaway. Like what? Like that was, that was not, not pleasant to see. I can imagine for a well, lot of Wizards fans, but Gafford's just not good without Porzingis. And then when you're backing him up with right. Todd, Taj Gibson's corpse and Anthony Gill, like it, it's just, you only have so much you can do there. So yeah. I'm yeah, with you on yeah, yeah Gafford's one of those guys where it's like, he's a great, he's a great weak side shot blocker. Right. Mm-hmm. But that's like, you don't want to put him in, in front of anyone. Cause they're going to yeah. get past him every single time. Um, I don't know. I really like Denny. I mean, you're talking about like pieces to, that's why I bring up Kuzma and I, you know, I'm sure like I lament with you that you have to deal with this Beal situation, but KP Kuzma KP, if he stays healthy, of course, that's the big asterisk always, but beard KP seems to be doing pretty well. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, There's something beard, to it. Beard suits him. Um, but him and, and Kuz and Denny, like, I like those three guys. There's some pieces. Yeah, they're they're pieces. Like you're not talking one, two, three. You're not talking two, three, four there, but they're they're pieces for this team. Um, I thought that, and I know like there were there were other things involved. Rui to me, at least from a talent standpoint, felt like a piece as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and and you went and traded him off for Kendrick Nunn, who even when he was microwaving in in uh, Miami Heat land, which guess what? So did Josh Richardson. We know how that turned out when he got to the Mavs. Like I've never really bought into oh that we've got Nunn and Hero. Um, on the heat, I was like, no, Tyler here is a good basketball player. Yeah, Kendrick Nunn yeah. is, I don't, I don't know. Like that guy's, you know, he's a, he's an eight through 12 on a team, yeah. um, on a non-contending team. So I, I'm not really sure where that, that trade came from, but I can imagine there's so much more going on, like in the locker room and his willingness to play. But from what I saw from, what was it? The world championships that Rui played yeah, for. Like FIBA, I mean, FIBA, Europe Cup. FIBA, yeah. He really like, he showed me some stuff in that, in that tournament where I was like, oh, this is a guy that he can play with some of the other big boys when he's lined up against like Luca or Giannis or whoever. He's obviously not as good as them, but he he's a competitor and he'll go after them. He's tough as shit. He rebounds really hard. He's good defensively. Like you said, if he can get downhill and somebody's not like up in him, he can actually create and play make a little bit. He has to like hit shots at a, a high enough rate for people to like not sag off him completely. And He's been a little better overall lately. I think I haven't checked his, you know, three point percentage from a small sample size here. But he's... I saw I saw you um you tweeted like his splits when he played over twenty minutes and like they were he was pretty productive. That was Ruiz. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I meant Ruiz. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, uh, yeah. no, no. You're, you're I meant Denny now. Yeah, I meant Denny here. Sorry. Um, yeah, yeah. Just just pivoting back to Denny for a second. Like so, so Denny to me, there's some cool things. The Ruiz one, it's like 
okay, he wanted a bigger role. That's what they kind of reported. Our general manager, um, Tommy Shepard, was on the broadcast last night saying, like, you know, we really wanted more uh, volume that we give him. That's the stat uh, that you mentioned that I tweeted out that, you know, when he's above 25-ish minutes, like, you know, the, the percentages go up. So maybe he's yeah. a rhythm guy. Like, that happens. Uh, but they also said on the broadcast that they basically traded Rui to open up minutes for Denny and open up responsibility right. well, for Denny, which I don't buy at all, by the way. Like, I think Denny or Rui kind of forced their hand and was like, well, you try to trade me, like, fuck off. Like, uh, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm going to yeah. check out otherwise. I mean, it's interesting because, like, you've got, if Rui was still on the team, you'd have Rui, you'd have Denny, you'd have Kuz, who they're all similar size, right? Yeah. I would say. All best as a four, ideally. Yeah, but they can all dribble a bit. Uh, mm-hmm. Kuzma more than others. I mean, most impressive thing that I saw last night was his. I mean, he can score at all three levels. Mm-hmm. The the floater is really nice. I mean, what he can do off the dribble, not necessarily like creating for others, which I think like Denny has maybe a, a bit more of a knack of. Sure. Um, you know, I never really saw that with Rui. Rui always reminded me more of what Kuz does, but a little a little broader, a little more bruiser, you know, so, in the paint. So Kuzma's been probably like our best, I would say at least secondary creator this season. Uh, maybe doesn't yeah. show up in like the assist numbers, but he's like one of the few guys that like teams have to respect and he'll try to get downhill. And this has been sort of an inconsistent addition to Denny's game. Like he did a great last night. I think some of it was like putting Bertans or even Dinwiddie on him for stretches and even Luca on him, like guys that aren't going to like lock him down too much. So it, I mean, it freed Spencer, him up a bit. I should... I should mention, and I hope that like some Wizards fans get some pleasure out of this. I think he's the worst shot contest defender in yeah. the NBA. Yeah, it, it, he he closes agreed. out weight on guys and then just gets blown by. Like that's his signature. And like I, I don't know, I don't know. Like I, I don't have, I don't, I can't say anything to him, obviously. But if I, if I could, I would, because he's six six and he sh- he's got quick feet, so he should be able to stay in front of guys. But he just goes. 110 percent on the on the contest and just flies past guys he sells out on everything and those two threes in the corner in the fourth quarter uh that kuzma hit were literally yeah. just like dinwiddie went like flying into the third row past him on like there's right. literally no reason to do it and, and that's what he did here and it's just like oh, okay bro cool like why are you doing that again <laughs> um so I, yeah. I don't know i think part of that for denny was like yeah he got freed up by like some subpar defenders and he doesn't do that every night but our fan base, some portion of it that's sort of like the Denny half of of the fan base took last night's game as like, see, we freed up Denny. And that's what Tommy Shepard said he was trying to do. I'm just saying like, Denny's had really good games before. Like he was good against one of the two games against Milwaukee for us a couple of weeks ago. He was good in uh, one of the Knicks games fairly recently. So it's like, he can do this. Like last night, he just he got fouled a couple of times. He got bailed out a couple of times too. And, and I like seeing him be aggressive. So I hope it's the case. I hope he's more of the player we saw last night. I, I just want everybody to like pump the brakes just like a tiny bit. Let's see him do it for a week, two weeks. And then we can say like, okay, maybe trading Rui was addition by subtraction. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Actually, 
Yeah. Well, I mean, look, he got to the line 11 times, which yeah. like, that's, that's not an accident. Yeah, you know, exactly. like you, yeah. you have to be, you have to be putting some pressure on the defender in front of yep. you. Um, definitely and beating guys with, yeah, with cleverness. And yep. um, so I, he's definitely got that, but it's just, what can he be? And for where you drafted him, how good should he be? Right. Like, and that's, I think probably where the disconnect is for some people. I think so. Like he's just, he's a really good piece. Like he's, he's a good sixth, seventh guy with some upside. Yeah, I, was about, I was about to say like, that doesn't necessarily mean he's a starter. Like it no, just, but right. he, he's a guy that you can be in like in your rotation longer term. And, and maybe with sort of the way things move around, you have the right guys where it does make sense to start him. But this, like there's the, again, this, this like small section of people and maybe they're right. And I'm wrong. And I will happily eat crow, but like, games last night you watch and they're like yeah see see that's why he could be luca like see like and it's the spider-man meme between he and luca it's just like we we have to give up on that i, yeah, I get that they're let's, both let's from not even, america but let's not even mention that honestly yeah it's, I, it's bad i get that like the comp is luca right like with any of these guys like with giddy with whoever's coming in with even with even with Cade, a little bit people mm-hmm. were like it's luca-esque because he's six seven and he can right. create for others like this guy walked into the NBA and is 23 years old. And is people are already saying like, where's he going to end up all time? Like, yeah, yeah. and they mean that it's a serious, it's an question. instant hall of fame career. Like, right. Just so I think like, it's not fair to Denny at a certain point. Right. I mean, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah just, that's for certain. Yeah. Uh, but, but I don't know why that can't be okay. Like he's, he's a good role player for right now with enough upside that if a couple things work out in his favor, he could be more. Uh, I, I also just like that he's not a one-dimensional player. That's right. obviously coming from a Mavs fan where a lot of our role players are very one-dimensional. That was going to be um, my next question for you. Is like, who's who's the guy with like untapped upside or potential on this like Mavericks team? Is is there one? Josh well, Green, I, maybe? It is. I think it is. It has to be Josh Green. I mean, you're not right. There's not very many choices. Yeah, yeah it's it's Hardy and okay, he's the guy's a bucket. Like yeah. he can he can score. He can already score at, at an NBA level. And if we gave him high minutes, I think he'd be averaging, you know, between 15 and 20 this year, if we really wanted him to. Yeah. Um, and I think his work with Sham God, who's our, you know, one of our, one of our assistant coaches, former wizard. Um, yep. Player development guy. And I think that's helped him a lot with his handle. When I went and saw him um, play in Vegas, he was like, he can score, he can shoot, he can shoot off the bounce. He can get to the cup but he was loose with the ball. He was not used to NBA bodies, like hacking at him, stepping in front of him. And I think he's, I've already seen a progression. Um, and clearly I, I, that's why I bring up sham God. Cause I think some of that work and a lot of that work is credit to him. Um, but I like Hardy a lot. I think he's actually got pretty good size. So defensively to, to be paired on, or sorry, to be um, guarding other, other guards. When yeah, he's you know, like a opposition. sturdy dude, even as like, he's a pretty guy. wide. Yeah. Like yeah. That. He's a good six five, I think. Maybe maybe six four. Um, and then it's yeah, it's green. I just what he does paired with Luca, it's such a great compliment because he forces Luca to push the pace. Running up and down the court is not something that the Mavericks do a lot. And I actually like Tim for that reason because Tim likes to, he's a gunner, right? He yeah. gets up and down the court and he when he gets the ball, he fires away, of course. Mm-hmm. He's um, not shy about it. But, yeah, but green, I mean, we've been we've been lacking some guys that can create some rim pressure from a slashing standpoint. And he does that. And if he continues to develop the shot, like I think it's, um, it's certainly better. Right. And I think his, 
statistically people would say like, Oh, he's one of the best pure shooters in the NBA right now. And it's like, okay, I need to, I need to see him like shooting and hitting with guys like on, on hard contests. I need to see, I need to see the pump, the sidestep three. I need to see additions to that, but we're heading in the right direction. And I think kid has some trust in him, which has really like motivated him to step up. And he's also a, he's like a fan player too. Cause he makes good plays, mm-hmm. plays above the rim. We love that. It's you great to see it pumps people up. You need a few of those guys as a, you know, a fan of a team that doesn't have like, I don't know where half the players on the team might not be able to dunk. Like I, I actually right. welcome a wing that could just like throw down on somebody if they wanted to. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it's a lost skill to a certain extent because a lot of guys like kids aren't growing up like they used to. And in the early two thousands, like Vince Carter was one of my favorite players. And I was like, I would love nothing more to dunk on someone. I'm yeah. like going to drop the, the rim down to seven. Yeah. yeah. To drop the rim down to seven foot when I'm playing with my buddies so that we can all dunk like, and now it's, now it's Steph, right? Now it's, I want to create for myself. Now it's like guys being like, I want to be Jalen green. Right. And it's, it's seven like, foot I don't ten, know why. It's seven, seven feet tall guys that are uh, trying to do that now too. It's like, yeah. And only, only one of them can Yeah, Josh Fisher, who huh. you, you know, well, um, he actually, he's trying to, and I want to get your thoughts on this. Basically, it was like, I don't know why people aren't considering Brandon Miller as a potential number one overall pick. Like, not saying that he should be, yeah. but, and I was like, dude, we can't do this. We cannot. Like, when Benyama's 7'3", and he, he can do everything that Brandon Miller can do. Okay, so I have a whole rant on this. This is like please, my, please. my Matt Moderno team building philosophy. That like, when you build a team, there's like a three-legged stool of things you should look for. Production is one, like, can a guy be productive, like at a high scale Two, the value of that position. And then three, the availability of people that, that are at that position. So like okay. going big money for a center, uh, that's somewhat limited. He's matchup dependent. Like for example, this came up with the, like Chris Apps, Porzingis, Deandre Ayton kind of guys in mind. Yeah. You give $30 million to a guy who could get played off the floor in a playoff series. Like meh, when you could have a combination of guys like a Robert Williams and somebody else or a Maxi Kleba and somebody else like for, you know, that each make half that money. And then you have guys that are sort of more matchup um, flexible and things like that. So yeah, I'd, I'd, I'll take the latter every single time if I'm a GM. Yeah. And then like last year in the playoffs, Rudy Gobert is enough of a case study for bingo, me that I, bingo, I know what right. that looks like. Yeah. yeah. The, ma- the max is cool. And he's a floor raiser. All those guys are floor raisers, but they'd limit you from like the deepest rounds of playoff contention, I think. And, and then you get into like the final four teams that were left in the playoffs last year, the Mavs being one, Kaliba was the biggest guy playing more than 20 minutes a game in yep. the playoffs. So like, is it valuable to tie up 30 plus million dollars in a guy that you probably don't play down the stretch unless they're like Embiid can do it. Jokic can do it, but they're like a top 10 guy. Yeah, so that's right. Can, they're, they're different though. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Like, you know, that's, if you're an MVP candidate, like we'll make the exception for you. And the team's built around you to maximize that skill set. So if Wembanyama can be that, cool. Uh, but otherwise, like the hardest player to get through trade or free agency is a big wing that can create for others, defend multiple positions, and shoot. Somebody that's yeah. got guard skills, but has enough forward size that they could play up if they needed to. So for me, Brandon Miller, like that's probably the most positionally important and hardest to find like archetype in the NBA right now. So if he's six foot nine, you think he can do a little bit of like, if he could be Kuzma, but with like a wet jump shot, 
Like that's he's a, shooting like four, he's shooting like forty five percent from three right now. He's so very impressive. So, yeah. so, to, so to me, like it's and like the the finishing at the rim was a question for him. And over the last like half of their season, he's been finishing at like sixty five percent around the rim. So it's like he's already figured that out. He's going to get stronger. He's going to bulk up. The handle's going to tighten. I think you could at very least make a strong case for why he should be the number two pick. Uh, yeah. Right, right, right. I was saying, look, like if you want to talk, the real conversation is, would you take him ahead of Scoot right yeah. now? Um, but I also, I I brought up to Josh, like if you're talking about Wenbanyama, who's projected as a generational talent, mm-hmm. right? Scoot, who I think if you asked a lot of people, they'd probably say the same about him. Yeah. Um, when it comes down to the best 15 players in the NBA, all of them can create their, their own shot mm-hmm. at an elite level. Yeah. And I was, I was, and create for others by putting so much pressure on a defense. Right. And I was like, look at, look at Jason Tatum and, and what has elevated his game and what will bring him to being a top five player in, dis, in that discussion every single season. And it is creating opportunities for other players on he, his team. He didn't pass for the first two or three years. And like now, exactly. all of a sudden, now all of a sudden he's good at it. But. Right. And that, and that was limiting where we would put him when we would make our top 25 list. Yeah. And I brought that up to him to say, like, I just don't know if Brandon Miller has enough and can do enough with the ball in his hands. Right. He's an, he's a great like spot up shooter, but off the bounce, like he is certainly silenced a few of the critics, but I need to see more and I need to see it on NBA defenders who are the same size as him or a little bit smaller, but, but broader. And that's the piece too. Like high school, Brandon Miller was like a point forward. Like he, right. he did that kind of stuff, but it's also, he's playing against like a six foot five white kid from Iowa. Like it's very different when you've got actually Jason Tatum guarding you all of a sudden. But, yeah, but at least that's like a valuable enough position where like, I think so, I could right. trade for a good dynamic point guard with a certain amount of assets and fill that position with like a, a fringe all-star level player for a lot less assets than it would take me to get a wing that could do those things. So it, I mean, you could I get like Trey Jones is a good point guard, Yeah, right? He's, he's at least serviceable enough. You know what I mean? Like yeah. to get you by. So at, that's like my team building philosophy is if you're like 50, 50 on a guy and one of them is a wing and one of them isn't, I would take the wing every time. Yeah. Yeah. That's another thing where I'm like, why'd they give up Rui for so little, right? Like, yeah, all we could say was like, maybe they're going to flip the second round picks for some other like impending deal. But, but now you've got reports that the bucks are, uh, you know, looking for a replacement for Bobby Portis because he just tore, I think, his MCL. Mm. Like, Rui would be the perfect Bobby Portis replacement for them. And now they're desperate, and there aren't many guys like that that are available. Like, I got to imagine you could have pulled more than three second-round picks out of Milwaukee. Um, Now, for sure. You know, like, it's title or bust for them, too. And uh, I I don't know. So that's that's why I can't really understand the timing unless there's some other thing that that required them to have the pieces you know, on standby to do it. Do you, ex- do you expect a move, another move before the deadline? I, I think it would be an embarrassing failure for them as a front office. If this is how like the deadline goes by them and they don't do anything else. And then they have to buy like Will Barton out um, after the deadline. Like, that's, there are teams that are reportedly interested, including Milwaukee, you know, maybe you can get a second out of Will Barton, you know, out of them for Will Barton hey, or something. Fun, fun fact about Barton that I uh, learned today is that he is a top 10 nuggets scorer of all time which is a wild list I'm sure to be on like that. That's just wild to think about, but you're, you know, you're there that long and you, average I mean, I don't know what the gap is between him and Alex English. Sure. Alex it, English it, is number one. And I'm sure yeah, it's, it's, it's a, probably it's double. a wide gap. Yeah. I would yeah. think double would yeah. be my guess. And I'm going to look might that be up. Tri- it might be triple. 
Yeah, <laughs> right. yeah, that's wild to think about. Uh, all right, we, before we get you, out of here. Who do you have? Oh, yeah, yeah, go ahead. No, well, I was just going to say, we, we got to talk a little bit I, about the, the beef afterwards, but finish your thought. Oh, no, no, no. Let, yeah, let's talk about the beef. Let's talk about the beef. So. but Okay, but but can I. Please. Like, y'all have the all the context of Spencer being a wizard. Sure. Like, you know how he is. Like, yep. this is just how Spencer is. This is how Spencer is. A hundred percent. Like, this is this is what he's looking forward to. I think what happened was he came in here and he wanted to like force leadership on other people that were like, nah, bro. And it was the, the Kyrie going into Boston. Like, this is how we win. And all those other guys were like, no, we won without you. We're good. You've got KCP and Kuzma in the locker room. They're like, nah, we're good. We just want to ring with LeBron. There's nothing you can teach us. So it's clear those two had beef and, you know, Dinwiddie lost out at the end of the day on like who was going to be, the guy um, in the locker room, I think. And it's clear like Kuzma is our guy in that locker room. So I actually love this. I miss this about old school NBA when like guys had real beef. So I, I hope, I wish they played each other more every year. I I mean, it's funny. Cause like I get Spencer's perspective mm-hmm. when he's talking about, because uh, sure. Like, could this Mavericks team make the Western conference again? Like they probably won't, but I wouldn't be like, Oh, oh I'm surprised. Cause they've, with Luca, you could do anything. Right. And yeah, Exactly. Well, except I don't think we can win a title, but we need something else. You need, you need a little help. Yeah. Point point to the last, you know, 23 years when a championship was won by a team that had only one all-star on it. Sure. Right. Like very difficult to do. Impossible, actually. Um, <laughs> I mean, that, that Mavs team was kind of close, right? Like, yeah, but you're talking about like Jason Kidd, who's an sure, all-time sure. point guard. Yeah. You're talking about Sean Marion, who was an all-star, right? Like they had, they had enough pieces. Mm-hmm. Um, when you, when you talk about like just true personnel on that, on that roster. Um, no, but, but he's also, I, he's wrong in the sense that like when those NBA players, like when they lace it up and they go out there, they want to win every game. Like anyone who's played pickup basketball, it's like, Oh, I haven't touched a court in a, in a year. Right. Yeah. You want to make a couple of buckets, but you also want to win. Like anytime mm-hmm. you play, you want to, yeah, it's not their pickup game. Like these guys are in there to like, Right. There's, there's levels of it. Of course, like Michael probably wanted to win more than anyone else. Like if Mm -hmm. you could quantify it, his would be over a hundred percent and maybe like Kuzma's is 97 one day and it's 92 another day. And maybe Lucas is a hundred every single night because he thinks he can win a title, but it's not like they don't want to win the game. It's just funny. Like who it's coming from. Like, just don't talk about winning basketball. Like when you're not really moving the needle that much and you gave up the two worst defensive plays of the game down the stretch, like it's pot meat kettle. Like, I mean, who's who's trying to make a contract here? Like Kuzma that's hitting the game winners or Dinwiddie that's giving up them? It's just, also, it's like we have to be 20 points better on defense. Yes, play defense. Uh-huh, like, that would be nice, just, wouldn't it? Just play a little. Like we could pull out the the net ratings when you're out on the court and all of our all of our lineups and like our, our net D rating goes down when you're out there. So like if you could just, if you could, just a if little. You could lock up a little bit better, just a little bit. It's the ultimate like effort thing and evaluation of effort. So the guy that's getting cooked defensively probably shouldn't go out and say like, they're, they're only playing to get their next contract. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Can't, can't go on three, baby. I love it. Yeah. That was, that did make me laugh when he posted that. You're a, you're a Ravens guy, right? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Which who knows how that's going to play out. All my teams just have like free agency questions for forever. Basically. You want them to keep Lamar. I imagine. I want them to keep Lamar, but 250 million again guaranteed for a second time for one of my teams hurts me a little bit. So I, I don't know what the sweet spot is, but hopefully they reach something where like 
if you're the Ravens and you just give them, give him the full amount of money that he wanted last year, a year later, after you've sacrificed a year, I think that just looks really bad and stupid for you. But yeah, yeah. especially if he got hurt for another half a year and that's the biggest reason you didn't give him the money in the first place. So I don't know. Uh, and then your Orioles, right? Yeah. I, I, hey, they I actually, mean, they're they actually like, they're, yeah. they're going to be respectable. I think. Yeah, no, I, I, um, I take solace in the fact that like the Rangers, okay. So I'm Dallas across the board for anyone who's listening. So the Cowboys, you know, there's some serious issues there. We haven't, we're basically cursed. I mean, when, with the last time they won a Super Bowl was when I was a a babe, like I literally don't know what happened. Um, (laughs) and then, yeah. And, and the Rangers, I, I saw them get to a couple world series, but they didn't make it, but there's no expectation for that team. There's so much expectation with the Mavericks led Luca team, right? Mm -hmm. Like, Luca led Mavericks team. And like the expectation is that you win, you should win a title every single year with this guy because he's one of the best players on the planet. Or at least be in serious contention too. Yeah. And the fan base and the ownership and the players who are playing with him, like they all expect that. And the rest yeah. of the league expects that ton of pressure. And it's not going to happen this year. So, okay. So now I have to watch the rest of these games and be miserable because of that. They don't but own the their Ra- first round pick either, right? No, the Knicks haven't. Unless no, we the Knicks have ours too. Unless we unless we shit the bed. So yeah, yeah, same. Damn Knicks. Um, <laughs> but the Rangers, it's like I just don't, I don't care. So it's yeah. like it's nice. It's yeah. like they could be pretty decent this year, and like that could be kind of fun. It's house know. money at that point. Like if they're good, okay, great. I, I can yeah. enjoy the ride here. And, exactly. And that's, that's sort of where I'm at with everything too. Uh, at some point, I want to do another one of these, and I want to talk a little UT basketball if we can too. So I have, I have questions for you on that one. Oh but, yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, that we could. I don't know. We could fill another half hour. Are you are just, are you a, a Big Twelve is the best conference in college basketball right now? Yeah, I mean, I think you have to kind of kind of has to, right? Yeah, I was like, like I said the other day. I think uh, the the top six teams, ten teams in the conference, the top six teams in the conference are ranked between five and uh, no lower than twenty. Mm-hmm. So if that tells you what kind of parity there is in the Big Twelve, it's it's a competitive conference. Teams are losing every night because whoever they're playing is, is equally as good across the court. I think you could probably make the case that the sec has the better NBA prospects of the group, but of, sure. of the conferences and, and they're probably the second best conference. I, I would say overall, I'm, I'm sort of a big 10 hater because I hate Maryland being in the big 10, but uh, what can you do? What do you think about that Walker Kessler guy? He's an sec guy. He's doing pretty well. I tell you what, man, I like, I had him above like Mark Williams and and some of these other bigs in sort of our pre-draft stuff. And it's just like, I, I didn't actually think he'd be this good, at least not for a while, but uh, I, some at some point guys have to figure him out. I think a little bit, like maybe just don't like go haphazardly into him and expect that he's not going to swat you into the 10th row. Just Yeah. But it's exactly like to your team building point that you were making earlier. It's like, you don't have to get this. This guy doesn't have to be yeah, the first two. overall pick DeAndre Aiden, right? right. Like, it can be a, a guy on a rookie contract who you for know two million can, as opposed to twelve. Like that's huge. And then there's Kavon Looney, and he's an enigma, and I'll never understand him. But yeah, and like just the Mavericks are a great example. I didn't think Dwight Powell defensively was very good last night, but uh, you know, like they've got a platoon of guys that are still cheaper than what Porzingis is, especially cheaper than what Porzingis and Gafford together will be. You know, next year, and it's like. <laughs> Are are we really that much better of a front court than than what Dallas has? Like I think so, but is it the best way to build a team? You you are. I would swap Daniel Gafford and JaVale McGee in a heartbeat. 
Well, yeah, for sure. Then the McGee and that would just send JaVale right back to Washington. So there you go. (laughs) That'd be great. Maybe we can get him to do a podcast whenever he's out of the league. That'd be a good one. Yeah. Yeah. I can't, I'll I'll never forget the dunk on his own basket. I'll never forget that. Yeah. But then he had the other cool moments where he did the two dunk, like dunked two basketballs at one time during the slam dunk contest. So there's some good spots too. Yeah. No, he's, he's kind of a wizard's legend a little bit. He's one of probably the more iconic wizards of the last 20 years. And and that just kind of shows you where the bar is overall that, I don't know, he's more memorable than a lot of these guys. Yeah, I have a uh, I have a lifetime goal of interviewing every Maverick from the 2011 team. Oh, I like that. And I'm worried about how I'm going to get Deshaun Stevenson on the <laughs> on the mic. I'm worried. He's like seemingly just like a wall. I last that's I heard what I'm he saying. Was... Like I don't know how I'm going to find him. I don't know. Last I heard, he ran like a barber shop in like Florida somewhere. I, that was a couple years ago, but who knows if that's still relevant? But that's also a dude I've like been desperately trying to get for this and just. Nobody seems to know where he is. That's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I'd love, I'd love to come back and chat more hoops anytime. Uh, all right, Alex, thank you for doing this, man. Uh, for anybody who's not already checking it out, if you want to know more about the Mavericks, check out Believe in Mavs, but also the charity stripe. Awesome. One of my favorite overall sports podcasts. So, uh, thank you guys for keeping the good content coming. Thanks, Matt. Uh, Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. All right. We'll do this soon. And uh, everybody, if you don't rate, review, subscribe to both podcasts already, make sure you do that. And we are presented by betonline.ag. And we will check you next time. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.